With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 221 of Geek Soul Brother and the Nerdy Venoms. I'm Geek Soul Brother and today in this episode we gave several reviews. We were uh, lucky enough to have seen a few movies plus a guest reviewer. We didn't even know that she was going to review it but uh, we reviewed Ted 2. Uh, brought on by the private and M Dog, I reviewed Dope, which I missed last, which I missed reviewing last week, but uh, gladly reviewed it this week. Me and El Camino, and thanks to Arts Humana on Twitter, came on the show, and she's been joining us lately, and she got to see Terminator Genesis at uh, the Alamo Theater near where she lives, and. She gave a great review on that, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. We also were joined by Jamie of Black Girl Nerds, the Queen of Blurdom. I'm gonna start calling her Queen of Blurdom. We uh, we were joined by her, and I asked Jamie to come on because of some of the discussions that we had recently on Twitter about the scrutiny. And you know, you can say hate too, but the scrutiny that Ava DuVernay, director of uh, Selma was getting for um possibly being the chosen as a director for black panther she's been catching a little bit of uh you, you know like people kind of look at her and wonder you know is she good for it is she's the right fit she hasn't done any action stuff will she do a good job but you don't hear that from a lot of other directors especially a lot of other directors that didn't have nearly as good a resume as Ava DuVernay. So we talked about that, and uh, Jamie gave a great uh, summation of where all of this was coming from, and and I talked about some of the things from a guy's point of view where some of this uh, uh, scrutinizing may have come from. So thanks so much, Jamie. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Also, thank you to Lauren that chimed in on the whole conversation, and also Bison and uh, Art Humana for joining us and talking about that. And finally, we gave a little bit of TV review of Humans. I got to see Humans. It's it's a show coming on AMC. Uh, it's about uh, androids in society. It's, it's basically a society where androids exist, and they look very human, but they don't quite act human until you start to see a, a, a few of them starting to evolve and you don't know why it's based on the show the original real humans that came out of uh sweden the swedish show and um yeah i kind of liked the first episode it came on amc so we talked about that of course we did our nerdy news we did trailers box office totals oh i totally forgot m dog hosted this episode so many thanks to m dog for hosting the episode i just kind of sat in the background i did a little backseat hosting <laughs> i couldn't help it i guess i did a little backseat hosting but uh thank you m dog you did an excellent job really appreciate that hey you geeks and geekettes out there find us in itunes and stitcher and uh make sure that when you do you subscribe to the show you rate it 
I'd love to hear some comments from you about the show, whatever you like or whatever you think you may want to listen to to improve the show. Really appreciate that. Also, hit my blog, geeksoulbrother.com. News, reviews, trailers. Also, uh, there's a nice little donate button on there. So if you hear the little coin jar rattling, you can drop a little bit of money and that always supports the show. Really appreciate that. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. And if you have any questions, email me at geeksoulbrother at gmail.com. And if you want all your nerdy news on a daily basis, check out the five nerdy Venoms. They do a great job of uh, delivering lots of good uh, news content. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter. Just look for five F-I-V-E nerdy Venoms and you'll be able to check them out. They do a great job. And just make sure that you remember that we do the show live so you can check us out every tuesday at 10 p.m eastern on talkshoe talkshoe.com just uh do a search for geeks old brother and the nerdy venoms and uh you'll definitely be able to hear the show live it is adult content so just uh uh watch that and and the recording is adult content so watch when you play it watch that no kitties are around or anything like that nobody underage i i suggest 18 you know uh we do do an adult show so uh definitely watch it when you play it when you play the podcast or the archives or something like that but other than that i hope you guys really enjoy it i think we had a great show and i hope you think so too talk to you guys later peace oh wow we we don't have we can't get anybody else but we were able to get charita that's a miracle Oh yay! So, so are we talk, still so. are we still anti black film, or have any of you seen? Uh, well, the, I would. I, I told you it's not playing up here. I, man, I'm not talking to you. You say <laughs> you <laughs> asked. I answered. <laughs> you ain't the only one in the room. Be quiet. Yeah, my theater I, cut off reasonable showtime, so it was like dead to or wait till late at night when it's scary time to see dope, and I chose to. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, well, it's not even playing here at all, and it probably won't, so... Yeah, yeah. you're just not really conducive to that kind of movie. I saw so you're anti-black film, except for in Canada. Canada is entirely anti-black film. Yeah, they're all Asian either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the only... They're any film they can get. <laughs> unless, uh, unless you're, like, a black guy on, like, Degrassi, you're not going to get any traction in Canada. <laughs> That's and, 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 and the worst part is he's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that was not a joke. That was a statement of fact. <laughs> Private, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't see it by any means necessary. Uh, Well, I I was going to try over the weekend, but I got wrapped up doing other stuff. So I still want to see Terminator Genesis, even knowing yeah, how shitty. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, I know going in how shitty it is in that stupid trailer played, so I, I was a captain. <laughs> I'm there. Anytime you're ready, I'm done. Oh, okay. Anytime I'm ready. All right, so we'll go ahead and start. There's not going to be a countdown, so we're just going to go right into it. And, uh, all right. Do it the way you want.
Hi, I'm uh, M Dog, and welcome to uh, the final week of July. Um, June for us, not July. God dang it! And you're here for a special episode of M Dog and Friends. Our, ho- our normal, our regular host uh, Henry's not here tonight, so Geek Soul Brothers taking a rest this week, and uh, we're going to be having all the patriotic fun, just you and me. Wait a minute, I'm right here. <laughs> you're here. Well right then, here. It's July, it's June 30th, 2015, and this is a very special episode of Geek Soul Brother, I guess. <laughs> Joining Aww. us tonight, let's see, who do we got here tonight? We got the, uh, the private. 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 Well, I thought you were going to do my, I thought you were going to do my music, you assholes. Oh. Welcome to the stage, Al Dente! Wow, what? Three <laughs> <laughs> of a pony? Yeah. Also joining us tonight is Toby Wan Kenobi. I'm the Invisible Man. I'm the Invisible Man. Incredible how you can see right through me. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, you are tiny enough. <laughs> that's, that's Whatever. Actually, that's a far. That's a pretty accurate representation of the original. I gotta say, for cover. <laughs> yeah. I have not heard that song. Share me that later. And also joining us tonight is uh, someplace here, El Camino. I am here. I am here. I am here. You sound far. <laughs> here we are. Here. Well, closer to the microphone. I am here, 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 here. Martin, here's an El Camino. (laughs) (laughs) And our uh, good friend from AnimationRevelation.com, Lord Dalek. Tonight, uh, our show is a very special show because I'm hosting, which means we're going to be on the short bus tonight. And we're going to be. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) Short joke. We're riding this train all the way to uh, Crash Town. Anyways, tonight's topics we'll be talking about Ted 2 and whatever else the hell we decide we're going to talk about. So let's go. Let's go right into the news. Private, hit it. That's my jam. You could just kept playing that. <laughs> this news brought to you by the monkeys. Oh, and the price hey. is right. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, we begin tonight with Kevin Feige all over the damn place heading into the premiere of Ant-Man. The head of Marvel Studios has had had several things to say about upcoming Marvel projects. Black Panther, he will be young and just starting out when we see him in Civil War. The next Spidey movie, it will apparently be in the same vein as John Hughes' film. 
Doctor Strange, they are somewhat moving away from the Orientalist tones that the character was founded on while keeping the same mysticism that we have come to know with the character. Oh, yeah. He also spoiled the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel title, too, which James Gunn recently confirmed as well. And also, he, he also reiterated that Ant-Man will not only be pivotal in the future of the MCU, but he will also see, he has also suggested that we will see Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. AKA Wasp, in future movies as well. And just because they lost so much money in the last couple of weeks, we're going to put Devil Dinosaur in something. Yay! <laughs> dinosaur is awesome. Oh man, you really had to do Devil Dinosaur, huh? Hey, Devil hey, Dinosaur, I'm... awesome. They toss Devil... in movie and they get the special crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we need Devil Dinosaur. We need an X-Wave movie. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of Ant Man, the director of the film is already getting a little too ahead of himself. Uh, at the premiere of the film, Peyton Reed was quoted to say that he would love to do an Ant-Man sequel if it goes ahead in the future. Basically, I'd oh. love to get money. Who's going to say no? <laughs> so. that, that Marvel money. Yeah, that, that Marvel money. That Marvel Just money. Get to that Marvel money. Look good on contract. <laughs> Uh, a couple of the quick Marvel TV news. Uh, those who were scared we weren't going to see Jarvis or Souza in Season 2 of Agent Carter, fear not. Both actors are coming back and, and we're, will be reprising the role. So they have signed on. They took them out? Well, they weren't confirmed. A lot of people were more concerned about like not, not seeing character. We're more concerned about actually not seeing Agent Carter again than characters. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know... You know, Jarvis had, like, a huge following that during the last season, so. Uh, also, Marvel has finally confirmed that we will see the Secret Warriors in Season 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Okay. Uh, hey. Hey. Apparently no one likes Daisy. No one likes Daisy. I'm Daisy! <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. Uh, if you ever wonder why there has not been a Back to the Future movie, because <laughs> it went back in the future. <laughs> well, have you have you wondered why there has not been one yet, like yes, a remake? Yes. Okay. I, I, actually, oh, yeah. well, you have you have Robert Zemeckis to thank for that. Uh, during an interview with uh, the Telegraph, the director indicated that as long as he and the writer Bob Gale are still alive, it will never happen. Yes. But wait, we are getting a Back to the Future movie. We're getting it this weekend. Oh, actually, I actually thought this weekend it's already open, but there you go. Uh, Ron Perman has been dropping a lot of hints lately as to the status of Hellboy 3. The actor has, norm- has been normally tight-lipped about the project. Until recently, he has been saying that the project was more or less dead. Uh, however, yesterday, he, the actor has indicated via Instagram that there may be an announcement on the project in the near future. The announcement, Hellboy is still dead. <laughs> we just heard it. <laughs> like, you just hear it here first, folks. Near future. <laughs> uh, Star Trek 3 officially has a name. Star Trek uh, 3. Star Trek 3? No, no. no. Uh, di- Director Justin Lin posted on Twitter a picture of the new Starfleet uniforms that will be used. And unveiled the film's title as Star Trek Beyond. Beyond what? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> Thunderdome? 
<laughs> Will Buzz Lightyear be making an appearance? That's all I want to know. <laughs> uh, well, Batman in the future, you know? The Batman they get, they get really lazy with titles. Exactly. Uh, there is a new Vampire Hunter D animated series being produced. I know Ooh, yeah. Toby and uh, Henry are excited about this, I'm sure. Uh, the California oh. studio producing the series is working with a CG animation house to develop a series to develop the series along with the creator of the series, Hideyuki Kikuchi, and the director of the second film, which was Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Uh, no details are available yet. However, there will be more uh, more information coming out during Anime Expo in a couple of days. So this is being made in the U.S. Uh, it's a U.S. production company. However. It is a Japanese animation studio that will be doing the actual, doing the production. So. Finally, outsourcing to the U.S. Well, yeah, I, I, I would understand why they would like outsource to the U.S. because Vampire Hunter D didn't do that well in Japan, so yeah, they suck. Whatever. But it was loved here. Loved here, yeah. That makes, it's like it's like Ninja Scroll and most stuff like Kawajiri does. Yeah, they don't know no better. Well, I'm not. Was, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get all worked up about it. I think this is great news. It wasn't enough transforming <laughs> girls. Well, they pull like a heroic legend of Ursula, and then suddenly everybody's like Moe and Bishonen. Final Fantasy characters. Oh boy. Anyway, WB is reorganizing their house, similar to DC Comics, with some sad news attached. Uh, the studio has moved everything that is not superhero-based to the recently revived New Line label, while keeping the main DC titles under the uh, Warner Brothers uh, heading. However, this comes with the news that Guillermo del Toro is no longer attached to helm the long-awaited Justice League Dark project. Was there ever, like, an announcement about that? Well, yeah. Was he attached to it? Or was yeah, it for the longest movie? time. No, for the yeah, longest he time. Was, he kept confirming. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, it was official, but unofficial. Yeah, it was sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it, but nothing was being done about it. So right, it was yeah. like, right, right. right. A, it, it was on the level, like, say, George Miller and uh, the other Justice League movie that never happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Or even, like, Mad Max for the longest of time. True. Yeah. Well, it's too bad, because Marvel is, again, Marvel's one of... Smack them in the face with the the Netflix stuff, the dark Netflix stuff. This is true. Uh, Bethesda has taken bottle caps as payment for a copy of Fallout 4. Uh, you may have not heard about this a couple of weeks ago. A diehard fan of the game series spent many years collecting 2,240 bottle caps to pay for the next entry scheduled to come out in November, which is, again, like I said, Fallout 4. Uh, the company saw the Reddit post about this. Uh, they have received the caps that the that the guy sent to them, and uh, and is honoring the payments for the pre-order of the game. So he will be receiving Fallout Four when it comes out in November. And if you save up an additional two hundred fifty bottle caps, uh, the test will be will send you to Peru in a house piloted powered by balloons. Oh, I thought he would just get the <laughs> the DLCs, but um, <laughs> that's cool. I, I would like to know what the official breakdown in currency is between U.S. dollars and bottle caps, because you know that would be helpful during Absolutely the uh, zero. No, no, because we have to know during the post during the well, post apocalypse. You know, hey, pogs are collectible now again. I mean, they're probably worth somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. 
And finally, it has happened again, boys and girls. An Ohio theater accidentally, quote-unquote, showed a screening of Insidious 3 instead of Inside Out to a packed room of children. Oh, no. Yeah. It was trying to do to these kids. They're doing this on purpose. <laughs> so they did that. Uh, that's they fine. Just, There's nothing wrong with that. Insidious was a good movie. Kids can watch it. Uh, after previews were shown, the, scene, the screen quickly changed to scenes of children being tied up in murder, terrifying the kids watching. I don't like uh, <laughs> Yes, exactly. The theater manager has profusely apologized about the incident, claiming it was a quote-unquote accident, and has made, full, has made amends by offering free passes to the 3D version of Inside Out, which I don't know how much <laughs> better <laughs> that is at that point. That wasn't no accident. Do not fire an employee. That's what happened. He fired that guy. <laughs> he switched some of the tapes over, and that's what you get. And <laughs> walked out. Exactly. <laughs> laughing. No, actually, he was in the theater with the kids. <laughs> waiting. I, I still think they still do this uh, on purpose, like in uh, Fight Club, you know? The whole splicing of the <laughs> scenes together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what the truly horrifying thing was? We could go. They had this problem. They sh- a bunch of kids went to see Inside Out and ended up seeing Paul Blart instead. <laughs> Poor guy. <God. laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, make it stop! <laughs> or Paul Blart Tomorrowland double feature. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's not. It, you, I should tell you what happened to my brother-in-law. He he waited twenty minutes to see uh, San Andreas it, before he realized that he was watching Tomorrowland. <laughs> wait, wait, let's see. As, as soon as the dinosaurs came on, did that not say anything to him? <laughs> <laughs> they waited until George Clooney showed up on screen before he's like, wait a minute, this is a San Andreas. He, he said there, he was like, wait, yo, they got dinosaurs in LA? <laughs> Dude, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This is just the lost world. <laughs> they really made these parks? Really? Really? <laughs> Okay. Anyway, for more news, for more news and commentary from the Five Nerdy Venoms, check us out on Twitter at Five Nerdy Venoms. That's F I V E Nerdy Venoms, or our Facebook page, facebookcom slash Five Nerdy Venoms. Again, F I V E Nerdy Venoms, and that is your news for this Tuesday evening. Yeah, force be with you. <laughs> and hopefully, not Insidious is playing while you're watching Inside Out. May you get Insidious your right movie. Good man. Let me tell you something, man. America needs to show their kids horror movies again. Yes, I know a sir. lot of people that are well-adjusted. Yes, sir. Because of horror yeah, films. My son's over. first one was Freddy Krueger around the age horror. of six. What? Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. He did not uh, sleep, okay. and that's what I, I don't, wanted. God, I did not sleep when I watched any of those old horror movies. Hey, that's that's what, how it's supposed to go. And then hey, you still send them in the room with the lights out. Hey, uh, okay. by the way, Toby, so, one, can you can you let Archie Mana on on the call? Uh, sure, kid. I okay. had my yo, I had yo, Baby I had my there. dad yo, I had my dad take me to see Cat's Eye, the movie Cat's Eye, at seven years old. He had absolutely wrong. no idea what it was. <laughs> like, if you cry, I'm going to give you such a whoop. <laughs> that's, but that's so wrong. He tripped. He tricked his old parents into taking him to a horror flick. Come on, <laughs> come on. That's props like, right there. Yeah. You know, no, so see, I, I see. My brother's the one who did me did me in with Highlander. It's like I was like what two, two or three years old, and see the decapitation happen. I was like, "What the hell is going you. on?" No, I was like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Why is this? Head, when, when did this happen?" 
like okay. heads. And then soon after, and then soon after, I had where do we go when we die? Conversation with my father, which just scared the hell out of him afterwards. So <laughs> there can only be one. So. <laughs> which and then which afterwards, my brother got in trouble for like weeks after that. But ah. yeah. <laughs> See now, kids, if you start if you cut someone's head off, they'll get struck by lightning. Don't get struck by lightning. <laughs> Don't do it during a rainstorm. <laughs> Actually, don't you want to get struck by lightning if you cut somebody's head off? That you will be, be the one. That, that will be absolute power. Yeah, exactly. But You'll have the, the quickening. Did. Yeah, the quickening. A quick yeah, quickening. Did they explain what that was supposed to actually do? Oh, it transfers knowledge and power. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of it like gave him, man's thing, but... It gave, it gave him super EST. Oh. <laughs> There's only so many immortals in the world, so like you know, they're taking a chunk of the source. It t- it turned him into Charles Xavier, basically. <laughs> it's a kind of magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out that there are more that yeah. want to only be one. <laughs> yeah, on another planet. <laughs> there can only so. be one on Earth. <laughs> it's still Earth. Yeah. I remember I like Earth. It was just like a future Earth. It was all screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I always like the future stories. And then there was the even further future when they were when they had a redheaded like stepson, and they didn't cut off head. They transferred knowledge because it was a kids' cartoon. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And then and then the time where his cousin showed up, and then they were starting to fight together, and then they had to battle each other, and then uh... there was only one. And then there was only one again. <laughs> and then there were more again. So what happens? What happens if? Because wait, were they not? They weren't able to 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 breed, right? No, no. They okay. have children. They, that, they covered that they, whole. No, no. They could have children if they won. If they won, if they were the last one. Oh, yeah. that's where it starts all over again. Yeah. yeah the thing about the Highlander movies is that they can't even keep their own continuity straight. So, any rule is that you don't like. Yeah. By the next film, yeah, yeah. It's basically if you want a if, if you want a lesson in continuity, there's there's a franchise for you right there. Yeah, when your entire second movie gets completely ignored by the later ones, <laughs> and and the series and ser- don't forget the series. Oh goodness! Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Back to you, M Dog. Uh, let's see. I mean, tonight's topic. I mean. We're talking about Ted 2. We're talking. And have a, a special guest possibly showing up in a few minutes. So, well, why don't you do the weekend totals, man? Seriously. Oh, yeah. So, uh, somebody else normally does that. Well, <laughs> okay. Would you like me to do the weekend totals? And totals. I will. Okay. I would do the weekend totals. Okay. Since you're hosting, would you like me to do the weekend totals? Yes. Okay. Please. Oh, so sweet. How hard was that? Uh, it's hard to say please to you, man. <laughs> bite my tongue every time I say please to you. Why? <laughs> Am I that scary? Uh, okay. Anyway, oh, number one at the box office this weekend was was Jurassic World, a documentary about how dinosaurs still roam the earth some incredible way. Anyway, uh, weekend gross fifty fifty four point five million dollars total gross five hundred million. It's almost to the billion, halfway to the billion mark. 
Yeah, it's actually already over the billion mark internationally. It well, could... yeah, internationally. Domestically, it's only at 500 million. Yeah, well, no movie's ever made a billion dollars domestically, so... Uh, even... Still not? not Avatar did. Yeah. No, it didn't. It only made 700 million. Um, right. uh, but... Number two... Oh, oh, go ahead. This has got the potential to be the first movie since Avatar to make $2 billion. That's well, really interesting part. Let's see what happens. Uh, number two, Inside Out, with fifty-two point three million dollars, so only like two million to split the split the between the first and second. Uh, total gross, one hundred eighty-five point one. Number three, the first first new movie of the week, uh, Ted Two, uh, came in at third at thirty-three point five. Uh, Max, uh, Max, yeah, yeah okay. I'm confused about that one. Anyway, uh, came in at fourth at twelve point one million dollars. Yes, Max. That's right. That's right. It's the dog. Max was about for a second. It's like Max. Max. Mad Max. I was, oh, I was thinking it was know. like a Mad Max. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> you mean a soldier dog? Yes. 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 Uh, well, number Max five. Is mad, uh, Max is mad about that uh, box office. That's why. <laughs> Max is mad about the dog. Yeah, well, Max should be mad about the about the the uh, you know the uh, ratings I got with the movie critics. So there you go. Anyway, number five, Spy with seven point nine, still hanging in there. I don't know why. Uh, number six, San Andreas at five point four. Number seven, Dope uh, at two point seven. Uh, total gross eleven point six. Uh, number eight, Insidious Chapter Three with two. Nine, number nine, Mad Max Fury Road still hanging in there, one point seven million uh, total gross, one hundred forty-seven million dollars, and rounding out the top ten, Avengers: Age of Ultron with one point six million, rounding out the rounding out for the total gross for the for the it's going at four hundred fifty-two point four million. Wow, so they're going to be hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. he's doing a Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is that Mad Max actually did get the last laugh on Pitch Perfect 2. It's still in the top 10. Pitch Perfect 2. No laugh. Yep. Yeah. Avengers is going to be gone next week. I wonder if Mad Max will hang on to that number 10 spot. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's going to be poor, probably get pushed out by Terminator. I mean, that's a good question. Will Terminator even take for when is Jurassic World going to hold on for yet another week? A lot of people uh, on Deadline, they're saying Jurassic World has a good enough shot to hold because, like, nobody... Yep. I mean, it's, all, it's a holiday weekend. Kids are going to yeah. be... You know... Yeah, yeah. The, the, the two new movies, they're tracking really badly. That's the thing. What's new movie? Well, Magic, tra- Magic Mike he comes out t- tomorrow. So that's oh, the one. Oh. And then the other... Uh, I forgot what the other one is. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, F that. <laughs> I told you, Back to the Future 4. You guys, you guys, Uh-oh. don't edit tomorrow's Terminator Genesis, okay? Don't edit tomorrow. He's told a lie. I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I saw tonight. I was at the mountaintop. It's all good. She came down I'm to strike Santa. us down with great vengeance and furious <laughs> anger. <laughs> she came back. It's more. It's more twelve monkeys than Back to the Future. It's that deep. It's, oh, it's Terminator got deep. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought. I thought it, it, deep as it got was Terminator Two. I mean, seriously. 
it, it brings back those feels, guys. Just, just give it a chance. Yeah, See, I'm gonna I think after after the what was it? The second or third trailer, I got a good feeling about it. I'm still not feeling the old, you, you know, Grandpa Terminator Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm feeling Grandpa that. Terminator. I, it's, I love it. Listen, and instead of trying to like you know compensate that Schwarzenegger's getting old, they this stupid ass plot that makes it kind of sensible. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say this. 26%, I'm out. I don't care. I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's about as bad as the last one. You just love the shark. Hey, I enjoyed the last one. Uh, thank so. you. The last one was good. Part three sucks. <laughs> uh, like, Terminator has a place for me in my hollow part. I don't know. I actually did like, you know, I actually fairly recently saw Salvation, and I was like, yeah, you know what? This is kind of enjoyable. Some minor tweaks. Be like, if it wasn't called Nader, it could have been a like, you know, probably better rated movie. Yeah, Salvation was good up until the point that he broke into the Terminator making facility. Yeah, and then it kind of went south there. That whole Scott skill and everything else that was kind of stupid. They do salvage some of that salvation, what was good in salvation, that's actually salvaged a little bit in Terminator Genesis. So no, that's good. So, no, so I'm, I'm guessing, Archie Mana, that you went to a screening or something, or you saw it by any means necessary. card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it was legit, it was legit, it was legit, um... Yeah, the Alamo. Uh, I don't know if y'all have Alamo draft houses where you are. But... I have one. I'm jealous. Like we have one, but yeah, like, it's like 150 miles away from here. Uh, well, it's worth a day trip because they're awesome. So they actually premiered it tonight for folks. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so we're gonna get a we're gonna get a live exclusive review of Terminator Genesis. <laughs> That's right. Nice. Get to the I'm chopper. Saying, keep hope alive. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are all these, like, nice kind of Easter eggs in the visuals, in the dialogue, going, fans, we know you're there. We care about you. We're with you. And at the same time, it really asserts its own voice. You know, like, it's a new day. Let's get with it. So I think you're up for the challenge. And like I said, let's not edge of tomorrow it just yet. The Highlander talk got me a little nervous because... This does play with some continuity things, but just uh, go with it. Time you're, 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 you're making me nervous. Well, you're making listen, me nervous listen. now. Well, come on, come on. This is time <laughs> travel. Whenever Taylor? they deal with time travel, it's going to be something. Well, first of all, thank you. No, first of all, I loved Edge of Tomorrow, one of the best films of last so year. Yeah, well, that, and nobody yep. saw it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, we saw it. Awesome movie. Here. I like the Tom Cruise movie. That can tell. That tells you something. Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big deal. And why do you like this? <laughs> right, right. Sadly, like Archie Man said, nobody saw it. God, it was I miserable. Mean, we saw it. <laughs> we were not. They gave it that stupider name in the ads, like afterwards, "Live Die Repeat." If you would have just kept "All You Need Is Kill," it would have been like a catchy name. It's like "All You Need Is what the heck is that." Let's go see that. But they called it yeah. <laughs> it's like some late movie about math. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Toby, can you let yep. East Virginia? Yep. That's, uh, 
It's probably, I think I know who it is, but... Uh... East Virginia is on board. I have a question, Art. So, like, I know that they showed, like, nods to Terminators 1 and 2 in there, but does Sarah Connor Chronicles or 3 or Salvation get any kind of nods? <clears throat> well, some in the very beginning. In the very beginning. Like, there's this long, thoughtful voiceover um, that's kind of like, what was it, T2, when she's talking about the future? Yeah. Yeah, the, so, uh, the, uh, yeah. the uh, Stone Road or whatever. Exactly. So they hit There's it off. Of that. No, she's she's her own creature in this one. Yeah, huh, huh. She's, she's, she's a creature. She's relatable. She's relatable. Because remember, it's a different timeline, different Sarah. So, I mean, they've been doing Are that now. <laughs> I'm curious. I, I'm not from the dragons, girl. Not to spoil it, but is there any other antagonist other than the Terminators? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Then, then I'm in. I'm in. If, yeah. he, if he went levels deep like that, yeah. then I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It gets kind of meta, but yeah. Uh-oh. And also, and also <laughs> yeah. not to spoil anything, but they pull a marvel. So don't leave, okay? Just, okay. just stay to the end. Oh, that's the best part of this review you could have said yet. <laughs> so I know to sit around and wait and think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't even leave anymore to tell you. I don't even care what the movie no. is. It's like I think I stayed in the menu and I saw that. I'm like, yes, you're yelling at you as you're the last one to leave. Yo, I actually started to read credits now. It's like I got nothing better to do but wait. Like, no, oh yeah, it's like dude, I think I went to school with him. Like, oh, <laughs> stuntman number three. What? Yeah, he was dope. Uh, and, and, by the way. And, and the end credit, the end credit is good enough to stay. It's not like Avengers two, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, uh. better. Wait, wait, we're getting two end of credit scenes in Ant Man though. So we're getting two. Oh, yeah, we're getting you know, two. I don't know about the yeah, two. but they're very small. They're very no, small. It's like, it's like I, it's already I don't read so much. Then all of a sudden you're gonna. Uh, throw I, I and see what you did there, GSB. And... I see what you did there. <laughs> Terrible the way, corniness. Yes, Jamie's on the call. By the way, Jamie. Uh, hey, it's our friend Jamie, Black Girl Nerds herself. Woo-hoo! Party over here. <laughs> is that is that your uh, my, magic mic call, man? Because uh, wow. She's got her, her box wine ready for that premiere. <sighs> you know what? I don't know what's the deal, but I'm not that psyched about this Magic Mike movie that's coming out. I, when the first one came out, I was all about it, and me and my girlfriends, we went and acted like we were going to a strip club, and we had, like, $2 in our pockets and stuff, and we were actually, like, we didn't actually throw dollars at the screen, but we were pretending oh, like we were throwing like, dollars. <laughs> You would have made some now I'm just like, uh, 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 You threw dollars at the screen and then you went in the front aisle to pick the dollars up. Actually, they, they threw dollars at each other. One hey. sat in the front to make sure they could catch <laughs> it. From what, I, from what I understand, at the New York premiere of the movie, they actually did have strippers at the at the premiere. Oh, wow. Oh, this, this, is New York. This, is, this is like halfway to becoming the new Rocky Horror Picture Show, people. <laughs> That's funny. It's like one so, dance Jamie, away. let me let me set this up. <laughs> the reason why I I 
asked you and you, you were interested in coming on the show, a little something came up on Twitter uh, oh, wow. concerning Ava DuVernay and uh, the, the, the possible, I think it's still a rumor, right? It's yeah, been, it has been, it has been, but yeah, no, but it's by Kevin Feige that that is, it, there has been talks, but there's nothing been confirmed yeah, yet. There's no confirmation, right? Know. Yes, right, right. So they've been talking to Ava. I'm sure they're talking to a couple other directors. I, I, I feel like they put the news out there a little bit, the rumor to see how, how everybody would respond, but. On Twitter, uh, <laughs> you're Jamie already. <laughs> on Twitter, um, uh, t- t- well, I'm just going there. Afro nerd, hey Afro nerd, Afro nerd came out <laughs> and uh, brought up a little issue, and it, it it didn't turn into a fire or anything like that, but it did bring up a question and the observation that, uh. Is Ava DuVernay getting a little bit of hate because uh, she's a woman, possibly directing the Black Panther? I don't think anybody cares still. That's my problem with this. Well, well that, that's the thing. That, care, that we do care. That's different. The, the, no, the thing, the thing is, there, 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 there's been people that have heard some... You, you know, some pushback against it. There's some people definitely supporting it. But I came on to, I, I want Jamie to come on to hear her thoughts about it and to uh, um, kind of elaborate on some of the responses that she's gotten, especially especially Afro Nerd, which I'm a, I, I, I kind of want to interpret what I think he was trying to say. But Jamie, what do you think? Is, is she getting pushed back? Is she getting from you, from your end? Because you, you're the queen of uh, black female nerds right now, and you know <laughs> you got your ear to the ground. You got your you you know you 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 can listen. You you basically hear what people are talking about. So, what have you heard? Have you heard some pushback or you know some dude bros coming at you and whatnot? Well, I don't think she's getting a lot of hate. I think she's getting more scrutiny than other filmmakers that are filling the shoes of directing a Marvel film. And, you know, what what basically happened with Afro Nerd was they were having a conversation on Twitter with Three Black Geeks and Insanity Report and I think somebody else. And they were going back and forth about how um, Afro Nerd was stating that they didn't feel Ava DuVernay was qualified to direct a Black Panther film because she would not be able to portray black male masculinity well. Okay? Uh-huh. Um, and then I got tagged into the tweet. Uh, so I wasn't even a part of the conversation until they tagged my handle. And I read the thread, them going back and forth. Um, and I was pretty upset because, um, by the way, Three Black Geeks was like, what are you talking about, Afro Nerd? This is the most ridiculous conversation ever. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they were just going back and forth about how um, Ava DuVernay is, in fact, qualified, and Afro Nerd was saying that she's not. And I think the problem is, like, look, I get it. People want to make sure that this movie is done right. This is a big deal for all of us, especially those of us in the Blur community. We're finally getting to see a black superhero on the screen, 
which we haven't seen in over a decade with Blade. Um, and we've been asking for this movie for a long time. So people just want to make sure that when this is all said and done, that whoever is going to be at the helm of this, um, which you know will fall on the hands of the director, um, is going to be doing it right. So I totally get it. But right. the idea that somehow or another she's not qualified to direct a role because it's a black male protagonist is freaking ridiculous because, hello, Selma, nobody remembers that movie where one of the most <laughs> prolific black men of our century, um, she depicted so well, in fact, that it got merited an Academy Award nomination. So um, I just think that a lot of misogyny was being shown that day. Mm. And unfortunately, Afro Nerd's not the only one that feels that way. There's, I'm not going to say names, but there's been some other blog posts I've seen on blurred sites that are stating the same thing. And um, not on, bl- on blurred sites, on black nerd sites. On black nerd sites. And not as explicitly as Afro Nerd, but just stating that they would rather see Ava DuVernay doing Captain Marvel instead of Black Panther. And, you know, to that I say, wh- why? What What's the logic behind it? Other than gender identification, why would she be more qualified for Captain Marvel than Black Panther? Because in my eyes, she's actually more qualified for Black Panther than any other director out there with the work that she's done in Selma. Because most of us that have read Black Panther comics, if you remember, there's a lot of social justice issues. There's a lot of racial intolerance issues. Right. There's uh, storylines in Black Panther where Black Panther fought against the KKK. Yes. And yep. she showed that perfectly and accurately in the movie Selma. So, you know, a part of Black Panther and T'Challa's, um, T'Challa's mythos is dealing with white supremacy and the oppression of people of color. Who right. better than Ava DuVernay to show that? So that, these are the things true. people aren't thinking about. And I think that the folks that are having all these criticisms, and it's not just Afro-nerd. I've, I've had a Twitter beef with a writer from Entertainment Weekly who wrote a pro and cons list of all of the things wrong with having her uh, direct this film, as well as all of the things right. And my thing is this. I, I think it's great that you're showing a pros list and showing all of the things that she's qualified for. But why are we setting her up for failure by having a cons list? Why are you pointing out all of the shortcomings of someone who hasn't even been appointed the director yet, a list, when nobody said anything about the director of Jurassic World directing a blockbuster for the first time? Previous to that, he only had indie films under his belt. My IMDb profile is way more uh, vast and has a lot more body of work than his does. But nobody's talking about him. Right. Now, now, I'm not defending him, but like, could the case be made that possibly, I mean, she's a high-profile director, so a pros and cons list for her versus, uh, I don't even know who directed Jurassic World. That's no little Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, I mean, see, he's basically... Here's the thing. I'm sorry, M-Dog, go ahead. No, no, I mean, like, he's a director. I mean, a pros and cons list for him is good because nobody knows him. Ava DuVernay is something. Public. And that's the problem. She's getting a lot of scrutiny 
for no reason. I mean, let's let's keep it honest. Let's keep it 100. She's getting scrutiny because she's a black woman, and it's going to be the first time that Marvel potentially could have a role, first of all, for a woman, and it's a black woman that's taking on this role. And it's a big deal. And I think some guys are a little bit fearful of that because this is sort of the unknown to them. So it just it bothers me that she's getting so much more scrutiny than a guy that has no qualifications, that hasn't won a Sundance Award, that hasn't had an Oscar-nominated picture. Nobody's talking about him, but everybody's going crazy over Ava DuVernay. So just right. the, the hypocrisy of it all, it just it bugs me to no end. Well, well um, I do agree that Ava... Is getting some is getting scrutiny uh, because she's a woman because uh, she's black, and I don't think a guy would get as much scrutiny. And I I almost caught heat, of course, because I, I was I was tweeting back with Jamie and and um, shout out to uh, DJ Ben Hamid of Fan Bros and. Um, I can't remember the other brother that was uh, tweeting with us, but I said that even I, for a moment after hearing the news, I, I was ecstatic because we said it on the podcast. We were all like, oh, my God, Ava DuVernay doing Black yeah. Panther. That'd be awesome. Ah! Everybody went crazy. And then I said, is she geek enough? And that was my scrutiny, not that she was capable as a director, per se, but I was wondering, did she have any type of nerdy background? And me and Jamie, Jamie was like, well, you know, you, you, Jamie, you were you were like, well, I would take talent over nerdiness any day. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I just want someone to tell a good story. You know, I, I want a good director behind, you know, the scenes making this film happen. I don't want someone who's got name recognition or someone who is a Marvel uh, writer or somebody that we all know and love. I want someone who's going to be very good at their job, that's able to tell a story, tell it well, and to be able to execute that. And I think Ava is more than qualified. And look, I mean, at the end of the day, Marvel knows what the heck they're doing. You know, these guys have success written all over them. They're in bed with Disney. Disney knows how to package, market, do all of the things that it takes to make a successful comic book film. They wouldn't be courting Ava if they thought that this was a bad idea. And there's probably things about Ava that we don't even know about, that Marvel does, that makes her qualified for this role. So, yeah. Well, I mean, her background is in marketing, first and foremost. So, I mean, right then and there, she knows... She she's smart enough, you know, based off her background, she's smart enough to know what to push for when she's when she's directing the film. So, right. you, you know, even then, yeah. even if the argument, even if someone makes the argument saying, "Oh, well, is she, you know, is she geek enough or whatever?" That's horseshit because she knows she knows the market, she knows what the people that she's going to be targeting, she, you know, any yeah. kind of argument about this is nonsense at this point. I mean, plus she opens up a exactly. new market in herself. I mean, the fact, I mean, you have people who would probably not see a superhero movie, but will see an Ava DuVernay movie. And it's like, I mean, like, this is, like, good for Marvel to get these new inroads. I mean, you have, like, you know, only so far the base can take you. I mean, you need to open up all your avenues possible to you. I mean, hmm. she's an excellent choice for that option. 
if they decided to go an excellent choice. And let me make it clear. I didn't just question Ava DuVernay. I've questioned all um, directors of all Marvel films. I I questioned the Russo brothers. I was like, do they really, you you know, like, why are they directing Captain America? Are they... Community, do they... Come. Right, and that's what you told me, Dog. when when I actually asked the question on the podcast. I was like, do they really... And and Dog was like, no, they did community. They're total nerds. What I was looking for, although, again, I know Ava could do it, what I was looking for was talent uh, 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 partnering with a a type of passion that we're familiar with, right? The Josh Whedon passion, you know, and stuff like that. I did the same thing with, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Brogna that did... uh, that did Thor, you yeah. know, I said, I said, wait I mean, a minute, is he nerdy enough? And then I said, wait, he's all Shakespearean and stuff. He loves Shakespeare. Asgard's nothing but Shakespeare. That might work. Yeah. yeah I mean, so I yeah. started to, and, and as we saw, Asgard was awesome, and the Earth time was kind of crappy. And Loki was amazing. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I still disagree with all you guys on Thor. I like that movie. I, I love it. 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 I love the original four. Yeah, I mean, the second the original four was good, but the, the Earth, the, the, the way it dragged on Earth, it was kind of, eh. The first Thor movie is a fun movie. It's just so, like, you know, over the top and just, like, acted in that Shakespearean way that is just, like, you know, really done well. Now, lastly... I listen to Afro. I've been listening to Afro Nerd maybe a couple months now, and the brother does get me kind of heated with some of the things that he talks about. But he doesn't. Let me see how I can say it. It's he's not. He's a type of dude that likes to deal with uh, theoretical and hypothetical situations. What I think he was trying to say on Twitter. Right, and all you guys that are listening, you can always go back and uh, see the conversation, and whatnot. But what I think he was saying on Twitter was theoretically. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at this. Uh, somebody in the talk street chat room said, "Who is Afro Nerd? Is he the Imus of Black Twitter?" Archie Mana, yeah. I've never heard of this guy, so I'm just, I, just asking for a friend. So he was saying, I, I think that, I think that he was coming from this place of, if there was a black female movie and it was a very important movie, would you want to see a black male tell the story? And I think he was trying to say, I would love it. it, I I think he was trying to say, it's not that he doesn't think Ava DuVernay could do it, but that he would love to see a black man tell a black man's story because nowadays it's so rare. That's what I think he was saying. It's not rare. It's not rare for a black man to tell a black man's story. Antoine Fuqua is getting fed very well. Uh, right. right. I mean, he's, doing, he's, he's getting he's getting a lot of work done. Ten stories working. Malcolm Lee is working. Right. Uh, uh, precious dude. He got you know uh, a yeah, lot of Dan- Lee Daniel. Tyler Perry. 
Like, okay. I mean, I could go on the, and on and the on. The list goes on and on. And, and that's why I, th- I think he was narrowing it down to a superhero movie. But no, because you little like Jamie, like just like you say, it's so rare. It truly is rare. Not not the fictitious rare of black men, you know, directing a black movie. But it's truly rare when you get a large company hiring a black woman to direct anything, let alone a major film that's going to, you know, that's going to affect the franchise. So I would rather, I I mean, Afro Nerd, I'm talking to you, man. I would rather see, I would rather give up this whole masculinity thing anyway, even if that was like something that I would be focusing on, I would give it up anyway in order to let Ava DuVernay or one of the other female directors uh, um, uh, have a chance to shine like that. And to really bring the sisters up to the front and let them show. Now, I've said it before on the podcast. I've said I've even wrote a, a, a blog post about it. I don't think Ava DuVernay should do Black Panther, Ms. Mar. I, she needs to do the Inhumans. I think she would kill that the would Inhumans. Be dope. More. Would be a good one for her. That would be dope. I mean, I think she would kill it more than yeah. any of those other films. I mean, it gets rid of the baggage. It gets yeah, rid of the baggage. And, and listen, listen. The, the the screenwriter of the Inhumans is a, is a young black guy anyway. So if you still right. want to maintain that diversity thing, you got a young guy. They're, 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 as far as I know, there's no black Inhumans, right? But you got a young... This covers all bases. You get to show that black people, black creators, directors, writers, so forth, can do anything. They don't have to be tunneled into doing that black uh, yeah. material, right? Well, it, it, the, basically, it's, ever since Spike Lee, like the black director has been pigeonholed into making like Spike Lee movies, right? Right, but, but Spike Lee has broken out and done some really good non-black stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. It's 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 a black director's a very pigeonhole, and I would love to see the inhuman. First of all, I know it would be a great film. You're talking about the Game of Thrones of Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, you got a black writer. You have Ava DuVernay, black female director. She would be able to manipulate all of those internal family you know, struggles and all the external struggles of the kingdom and dealing with that. Man, she would kill Black it. Panther has all that too, though. Yeah, he does. There's, there's nothing different about the mythos as far no, as well, no. all of the, the kingdoms and the struggles. No, and- no, there's, there's, there's nothing different about it. What I'm saying is, if she directed Inhumans, it would show, it, it would show that a black director you don't have to pigeonhole a black director that they could do right. whatever You're you right. need them to do. But You're on right. the other side I, of I it, do feel, but I do feel that a black director would be best suited for a black Panther film. No, and, there's no question about that. There's no question about that. And 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 it's not to say there are no white directors that could do the job. It's just the uh, the thought about it, the 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 whole you, you know the whole idea of it. Let's you know. Just like we talked about black male directors, they, they have gotten roles. 
uh, they've gotten jobs versus black female directors. Yeah, just black directors in general certainly could use, uh, um, you know, a shot at doing these films. And and yeah, a black director. Shoot, I I would I would have loved to see a, a African brother do uh, Black Panther or an African sister. You know, something like that. Or 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 an African brother play the role. Uh, I want suggest- a director to do it. I, I mean, if they're African, if they're African American, doesn't yeah. matter. I, I want them to be a good director. What? And that- Ava is that oh, person. I mean, Ava's, Ava's a good director. Now, does Reginald Hudland direct? Because, I mean, he wrote Black Panther himself for a while. And I know he does uh, camera, like, you know, stuff behind the camera. I'm not sure if he's just a writer or if he directs as well. Yeah, he directed. Uh, he did House Party. Yeah, he did the House Party movies. Um, he's done some other stuff. He's uh, Party Jam. Yo, I just want to explain. I was. I wanted out but of when nowhere. They, when they first mentioned Black Panther, when we were having conversations about Black Panther on Twitter, actually way before Marvel had made any kind of announcements, way before we even thought we'd see a Black Panther happen in our lifetime. Reginald Hudlin was one of the people that I threw out because of his experience and his history with Black Panther. But the moment they dropped Ava DuVernay's name and then Selma clicked in my head, I was like, oh, my God, this is genius. She's a great director. She's got Academy Award cred. She's not won one, but she's she's in that circle of the Academy Award folks. And that story has so many parallels, the story in Selma, has so many parallels with um, the story that happens in Black Panther. It makes so much sense. So then Reginald Hudlin's like, oh, who, what? <laughs> you know, so it, it, it makes sense. It really makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. Bison for Life has suggested uh, Wachowski's uh, to no. humans. Listen, that's what I, that, I read that. I, I just want to apologize. I wasn't what when I said what out loud. I was not going against any of the other conversation or anything. I have read that, and I thought I said what out loud in my head. I've got... <laughs> Do not want. Do not want. Oh my god! No. 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 That's no. a hell no. Would honestly be a good choice for Inhumans. I mean, like, get someone of that caliber to do a movie like that. I mean, because, like, a movie Inhumans is going to be an insanely hard sell. You know what? Friggin' let, let Ava do both. Let her do both. Give her some stuff See, to do. We sitting there holding her back Friggin now. <laughs> Friggin' Russo's got, Russo's got, like, four movies. They're going to have, like, four yeah. movies under their belt. Got both yeah, look at Zach Schneider. He's doing all right. Oh, don't mention him. Zach Schneider is a good example of the people that are the naysayers towards um, Ava DuVernay's action history cred. And it's uh, lacked her up because this EW well, well, writer was like, well, she's I, never directed an action well, movie. Well, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder he is has never naysay- told the story. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say. My point was, he, he is not, an, like, I don't want an action director. I don't want a Zack Snyder. I want someone that has the balance of action and can tell a good story. So all these BS articles about, well, she's never directed an action movie. Therefore, she can't do a comic book film. Do we really want an action director, though? 
we kind of have that already and the story sucks. We don't need action directors. I'd rather have the bet like a director who is like, you know, willing to take chances who might not be an action director, but I mean, we like got the Russo brothers out of that and they were they were like they made Captain America a brilliant movie. I love the first Captain America and I like, hey. never shut up about that fact. Hey, but, uh, Toby, uh, sorry, Toby, you want to let in Lawrence? She wants to join in. <laughs> But, I mean, getting I these people it. from outside the genres is always a good thing. It breeds better movies. Right. Right. Yeah. And and that's why you guys like Thor so much, because I know Brogdon wasn't thinking about no superhero film. I mean, no. Kenneth Brogdon was a brilliant you choice. Thor is, like, as Shakespearean as you can get. I mean, so it yeah. wasn't a stretch. But, I mean, it was just more of, like, going into the fantastical. I mean, sure, there was some stuff there Brown probably never has touched. But, I mean, it's basically Shakespeare. Although I feel Favreau is a bit of a nerd. I got to admit. No, he is. He is yeah. a nerd. He's like King Nerd. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah, she yeah, is absolutely. a nerd, too. Uh, I think she's a nerd. And I've met her before. She's pretty nerdy. Let's put the record straight. Just about any filmmaker is a nerd. They might yeah. not collect yeah. the comics. They might not have done, but they're nerds. Film, you're a nerd. Film is, yeah. film is storytelling, and storytelling is the basis of nerdum. We yeah. love stories in yeah. any fashion or flavor. We love them. You know. Yeah. So go, go Ava. Any 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 little bit of criticism I had in the bit, not even criticism, just you know, any little questions I had in the beginning. That's why I got Jamie. <laughs> That's why I got Jamie in my corner so she could slap me if I if that little misogynism starts kicking up. <laughs> no, 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 you're no, it's cool. Oh no, we it's slap cool. them all and the time. I wanted to yeah, yeah. Hit them. I wanted hey, to uh, before we go. Well, yeah. well Lauren, actually, Lauren's on the call. Lauren, did you want to say oh, anything so on the? Uh, on, on the uh, topic? Well, yeah, Jamie referenced that, that EW article, that Entertainment Weekly article that was just completely, I don't know, it's kind of asinine because there's all this, well, she can't do it for these reasons, but they announced the Spider-Man director and no one knew who the hell he was either. They announced yeah. these directors for these video game adaptations and their 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 rosters, maybe a music video and videos for The Onion. You with both. No, no one. Oh, please don't bring up Uwe Boll. Oh my gosh. Video <laughs> <laughs> game directors always like this Euro trash guys anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Such serious issue with these comparisons, these questions, these concerns never ever being brought up for these unknown guys. But the minute Ava's name was dropped, it was, oh my God, we have so many issues. We have, it's just talk. But these people are getting deals and their roster is unknown, is mostly unseen. So I just, uh, it was just so disheartening to see that someone within the Blur community was just naysaying based on gender as opposed to actual factual evidence. Right. I, I, I don't even think the two women directors that they got for Wonder Woman, I don't even think they got the same scrutiny. No, not at all. No, no they didn't. No. no, not at all. Because they're unknown. I mean, that's like most of these people, like the unknowns, you can't scrutinize the unknowns when they have one music video under their belt. <laughs> Isn't Entertainment Weekly still owned by Time Warner? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, Jamie, I, I, I know you had to go. Um, if you had to go, I think you said you... you... Oh, I, sure. wanted to get, I wanted to get one more point out before I go. I was going to bring up what someone said in the chat room about, um, you know, Marvel may not give her 
the creative uh, liberty to to be able to make this film the way she wants it to. Um, that's true and that's too. Another bison for life. Um, remember, folks, this is Marvel Disney. She will have to execute what they tell her to. Not so sure she'll wear this straight jacket with the suit. And the EW writer mentioned the same thing in his article. My thing is this. I'm pretty sure she knows that already. She worked on Spider-Man 2. She probably knows a lot of folks over at Marvel. So I'm sure she probably wouldn't even entertain this if she didn't know going in that there's going to be some sort of creative control um, or it's lack thereof making well, this yeah, film. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, we don't even know like, what's behind the scenes to know well, what she has a hand in and what she doesn't. Well, to- well, to add what you said, I, you know, Marvel has had a track record of, yes, they're very strict, they're very protective of their properties. We went over that last year when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. The thing is also, though, that they're open for interpretation. So if they like where the thing is going, as long as the, the property's protected, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, look at James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy. Kevin Feige even said, basically, we gave him a rough outline thing. Hit this point, hit this point, hit this point. You're free to do whatever you want in between to get to those points. Yep. So, I mean, that Marvel allows you to play, um, play free and loose with stuff. I mean, there's not, like, she's not, like, yeah. whoever it is isn't going to be completely anchored down. So, I mean, they're and free. You forget to- it. And don't forget one thing. Ava could be like, you going to tell me how black people act? And they'll be like, well, I, I don't, I, I, I was just thinking, yeah, get out of here with you, thank you. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that, M-Dog, because didn't we have, like, a discussion, like, a couple months ago when, uh, um, when Adventures 2 came out that Marvel was, like, breathing down Joss's neck for most of it? Yeah, that is true. I mean, Josh and, uh, Marvel were at a, were in a battle with Avengers 2, really. Yeah, but, it, I was, think that's more Disney, though. If I, I, I'm really starting to think that's more Disney, yeah. though. And it was like, like, no, Disney's hand was all in Avengers 2 between the toys and the, you know, coddling the younger audience and all. Yeah, Disney was all up in there. Yeah, there was, like, so much of an investment. They were just, I think, really wanted to make sure that they got it right, like, the way they wanted to see it and not have somebody get that. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Disney messing up, though. Well, th- well, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for uh, coming on because I think it is. I think it is important to shed light on this whole thing and uh, uh, make yeah, sure make sure people understand. You know. Yeah, Marvel knows what they're doing. Who knows what they have cooked up their sleeve? And you know, we forgot to mention that there's a character by the name of Shuri that's also been the Black Panther at one point. Maybe they plan to evolve something with her character. Maybe that's why they brought Ava in for for Shuri. So there's a lot of factors out there that we don't know yet, and people are speculating. And folks need to just lay off of her and uh, let her do her thing. Leave that time for after the movie, and then you can go at it. You know, if you want to critique her based on her actual work, not rumors. Hey, quick question for you, Jamie. This is M Dog. Who do you want to see cast as the Dora Milaje in the Black Panther movie? Oh, gosh. His, uh, you know, his I'd all love to see... uh, Guardians. <laughs> oh, well, I- I'd love to see Denai Guerrera be shown on The Walking Dead. I'd love to. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. 
Saddle. Wow. People have thrown out Lapita Nyong'o, but I want to see Lapita as Shuri. Yeah, um, good Shuri. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lupita um, might work out because she already has a pre-existing relationship with Disney. So, with with Star but Wars. Is La- but is this- Lupita is Lupita action enough? Yeah. Well, I think she could pull she it off. She could be. Here we go. I met her one. I met her one time. I met her one time in Brooklyn, New York. Yo, she held her own. She good. I'm sorry. I just had this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Peter, we'll, 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 we'll find out if she's action enough in Star Wars. How about that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Even though she's all CGI, but exactly. you know, that's another conversation Jeez. for another day. For real. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, Jamie, Jamie, well, but not your face. Jamie, if you want to stick around, of course, you're always invited. You know you have an open invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me on to talk about this. It's a very passionate uh subject of mine so i appreciate you giving a place for me to vent about this nah this it's fine it's it's also like i said i'm learning and and i have black girl nerds to thank for evolving a dude bro that's evolving uh, <laughs> so, want to get any plugs out there i mean you got at black girl nerds um and the website blackgirlnerds.com anything else you want to plug yeah, uh, if you guys are going to San Diego Comic Con, I'll be there uh, July 8th through the 12th. So uh, check me out. I'll be on a couple panels. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a meetup between Black Girl Nerds and the folks over at the Nerds of Color. Uh, so uh, that's going to be on Saturday at the Hyatt in uh, San Diego. So check us nice. out. It'll be a lot of fun. Good time. Awesome. Have fun, everyone going to San Diego, not me this time. <laughs> Jeez. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, thanks again, Jamie. All right. Thank Bye. you. Oh. Talk to you on Twitter. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Lauren, you're, you're more than welcome to stay on also if you'd like. I think I'm off my soapbox, too. I, I just I had a flashback from all those tweets on Friday and the article, and it was just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> kind of a sticking point with me, too. So. <laughs> Twitter like timeline that morning was all that, and then all of a sudden Supreme Court decision. It was just yes. rain. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't forget about it for very long, but yeah, it sort of went they, away they, for a bit. They got blinded to it because like all weekend, like it was just all bright colors the rest of the weekend. So I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I was blinded. It was too much. Well, no, then the retweets of all the tweets started again. So it's like, oh yeah, okay. yep, I remember so, that. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yay. Uh, so, you're, like I said, you're welcome to stay on if you'd like. Or, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to you. Run. Run. Who said run? I think I might run. <laughs> that was Toby One Kenobi. Okay. Yes, it was I Toby. I advice, but uh, <laughs> no, I just want to drop in and drop my two cents. So appreciate it. Okay. Not a problem. Thank you. You're more than welcome as always. No problem. Thanks, Thanks so much, Lauren. Thank you. You're welcome. Northern Virginia on the line. Yeah, Northern Virginia is on the call. Beaming them up now. I think it's going to be Bison. Welcome aboard, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia? Hey, this is Big Bob with Rob. How y'all doing? Big Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. Uh, This is Bison with Life. What's going on? 
Hey, I was about to say, his, his voice, his, he doesn't sound as energetic as he normally does. He has a cold or something? <laughs> no, I'm just, um, working on paper. But, um, a great, um, discussion tonight. Um, I think what came out of this that's very important is that the blurred community is not monolithic. Yes. And, and we don't have to accept that going forward. Um, but I heard something on another show, and we gotta keep this in mind. Black Panther wasn't invented by us. Ooh, it was Stanley no, it it creation. Yeah. It's like most of the Marvel libraries. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I'm not downplaying that. I think you know, I don't want to put, I don't want to put all our hopes and dreams on one movie, right. because we all it's going to be hyped so much. Um, I said. Um, he told brother a, a clip of a movie miniseries that was done about 30 years ago called Shock of Zulu. Oh, and that, yeah. was part of the last, yeah. big, that was part of the last big screen adaption of African royalty. But we just don't see it. Right. It's picked it enough. So we all going to have our internal views of what we want this to be. And I really? think one of the... Uh, I, I, I mean, just want to say real African royalty, not Noah, not right. friggin' Fox and their, what was that, whatever show that they canceled before it came out. It was all white people with tans. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it was like Egypt or something like that. Or... I mean, one of the dudes, one of the dudes was mixed, but it definitely, in appearance, it definitely was a, a white watch thing. But yeah, I think you're right, Bison. We don't see. African royalty, ancient or modern, except uh, you know, coming to America. That's what everybody knows. Coming to America. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? But another thing that also comes out of this is just the scarcity of black directors appeared in the mainstream. We're still naming yeah. three or four or five people. Yeah, and that's nothing. Yeah. And we, but we can name off thirty or forty white directors. Yeah, like um, some of the callers said earlier. Um, those white directors wouldn't give no scrutiny. I mean, people raking when they over the coals, and that woman out the bat was getting Golden Globe nominations yeah. for a movie. And they were still giving her scrutiny, like, but can she direct? Of course, you can direct. Yo, come right. on. They, I mean, they, even, even white actors that go from acting to directing didn't get as much. Yeah. Like, dude, like, come on, really, really. But that shows how we, as people of color, and I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say black or blurs don't have to be black. We're so quick to jump on one of our own, questioning their skill set, and we do the same thing with comic authors and writers and what have you. That we don't give, you know, nobody's gonna say then this, you know, do you really, you know, can you tell us what a black person is? But we'll jump on a black author or a black. Mm-hmm. I'm lighter, more so we jump on them. Mm-hmm. I just think this is just part of the sickness that you have. She's going to do great, but something tells me she may not take it. Because I don't think she wants to be, I think she still wants to be, she wants to put her vision out there. Because I don't see anything in Hollywood Reporter or Variety, they go with facts. Right now, mm-hmm. everything is rumor. Right, right. And so, I mean, that's, that's all I had to say on that. I'll just 
listen, but I just want to just put that in is we are not monolithic. Right. We all, but you know, as a man, I would love to see the majesty of Wakanda laid out like black people in Tomorrowland. But I don't think that's not going to happen. I think it right. be more like World War II Black Panther. So he's just fighting Cap and fighting Claw and I'm afraid that they would use the original Hudson story as a base point, but it's racist-y. Man, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the wall with it, too. But, you know, the last of the Avenger movie, where they, you know, they touched base on it, they kind of gave you shots. Yeah, I know. That was that damn he wanted like more of claw and stuff and it's like give me some Wakanda shot, like show us the border, show them shoot missiles. Are you yeah, the mentioning the mentioning of Wakanda was not enough. Yeah. I know, it it was such a massive taunt. It's like like, you know, have like Wakanda sending some like, you know, defense like, you know, showing their defensive capability. You don't have to show them, just show their their capability. You know what would have been perfect and it would have been easy? When they had the Hulk and the, um, you know, Iron Man in the Hulkbuster suit, suit, when he had, you know, Stark had that orbital, whatever, that shoot, you know, the Hulkbuster suit. That could have, let's say that could have been part of the Wakandan Sent right from order defense. Nice. And just kind of ended that fight. You know, that would have that been a perfect tie-in, but they didn't do that. They chose not to do that. But you know, they, they yo, that's another thing. I'm, I'm telling you, for fans, I'm sorry, but yo, they be missing on some of the most obvious stuff that they could put in there that would only take a brief second to do. And it really irks me, man. I mean, yeah. even in the third yeah. Iron Man, when they had all the Iron Man suits come out, I'm like, yo, you could have just shown, like, like, each suit. With its different power, instead of just having these suits fly around, just beating up people and blowing up, I like <laughs> like battering ram, billion dollar battering ram. Basically, I'm like, no, they could have just took that one second out and just showed a different suit that people would have recognized, fans would have recognized, and would have been like, yeah. even more, you know. But uh, but no, they keep missing these one little shots, yo, that would be like, ah. Well, Bison, I, I I am glad that you had said that the black nerd community, as the black community, as the entire world community, is not monolithic. And that there's a diversity of thought, of opinion, of stance. And that was shown very well in the film called Dope. Yep, which I can review. <laughs> which I can Finally. review. <laughs> that was a good segue right there. I've been waiting. I've been waiting he for it. But, this, but hey, this, this M Dog is hosting. He gets a call when, uh, when, and how. You know, well, whenever sure. we want to do something. So. Like we've been holding off on it. Dope came out last week. Let's go ahead and uh, hear what you have. I'm kind of curious myself because my damn theater decided to cut back to Showtime, so I can. Well, talk. hey. Yo, I'm just putting it out there. He's not the only one who saw it, so I want you. Know, I want my um, time to chime in as well. Oh, oh, oh! What, oh don't you want your oh. time to chime? You, uh, you better believe it. <laughs> Wait a minute! Before we even go to dope and dog, if I may be so uh, uh, backseat hosting, 
Um, RT Manny, you still on the call? No. No? No. Uh, I want, she uh, says she is. Yeah. She was I just, here. I just, want, I just want to get her uh, cosmic afros of Terminator Genesis. Because now I'm down. Now I'm going to tell everybody, let's go see it. Man, I was already Oh, cosmic afros. Wait, what's the scale, then? She's like, I'm voting now. Out of five. Out of five. All right, RT Mana, we do a scale, and it's a quarter scale. It's every, you, you know, like like two and a half, three and three and three point seven five, four point twenty five. We go whatever number you we, want. One point one. <laughs> we go up to we go up to five cosmic afros. All what of us. You give except for except for dialect. Yeah, what do you give Dalek Terminator? Um, you know what? I'm going to give Terminator four cosmic afros. Uh-oh. It's a great re- reboot. Wow. Um, and that's is black owned and operated um, in the wow. future. So. <laughs> they used the guy, use guy from Terminator. Wait, he got killed in Terminator. Wait. Is it the same guy from Terminator 2 who got killed in Terminator 2? No, no, no. Yeah, no, so no, it's, no. A, oh, it's Olivia's brother. dad. Olivia it's Pope's dad. It's some other brother. It's another brother. Mr. Yo, Angela brother. Bassett is brother, the owner. Brother. He said Mr. Angela Bassett. Is that Courtney? That's funny. Four cosmic afros, that's awesome. Well, that's I'm definitely going to Fenton is up, people. Yeah, I want to see four. <laughs> Archie Mana, you are working towards your nerdy venom in thinking. Awesome. <laughs> With that yell, it might just happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up, guys. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you feel like writing, I don't know. Uh, maybe you want to write a little uh, review on Geek Soul Brother. I'd love it. Oh, sure. Yeah, you said 4.5, right? No, 4. 4, four okay. 4. Four. Four. Make sure. Because I got to say, our Oscar man, J.K. Simmons, he was underutilized. So I don't know if that was intentional for, you know, next go round, but yeah. Well, man, I'm there. I'm there. I, I'm seeing yeah, it. J.K. Simmons was in it. I remember him from the ads, and I was like, that's another reason to see it. Yo, Geek Soul Brother, dude, after I'm finished moving, that's our first thing, yo. I got to relax. Yo, that's it. Yo, <laughs> yo, we were right here, yo. Through the podcast, we were right here. Hi. Hi. Through the podcast. All right. I'm sorry, I'm dog. Go ahead. I'm passing the I'm passing the hosting chair back to you. I'm going to sit in this back seat. Go ahead. I'm kind of curious what you have to say about both of y'all. I All right. So, so me, theater, but I want to hear what others have to say. Me and El Camino saw it, and as everybody is using the, <laughs> as everybody's saying, "Dope is dope," right? El Camino, dope is yes, dope. I say dope it's fresh. And I ain't even see it. Can I spell it? No, go ahead. <laughs> I wrote a review that. I wrote a review. You guys can check it out. But basically, it's a it's it, it's it's black nerds in the urban environment. They have to deal with you know some of the. I, I mean, it's not the it's not the worst environment, but they have to deal with some issues. They have to deal with you know drug dealers and bullies and stuff like that. 
some things that typical nerds have to deal with, some things typical nerds, and when I say typical nerds, the mainstream idea of what a nerd is, you, you know, white guy with glasses. Some things they don't deal with, but uh, they definitely have this nice little adventure, and what's cool about it is they use their nerdism to navigate through the adventure. That was the really good part. Yeah. That was a really good nerdy part is that they use their, their, their you they know, use their smarts. they use their talents, their gifts. What does that help me? They use their smarts. They basically use their book smarts to infiltrate their street, you know, to infiltrate the street smarts. And, and also their status, right? And also their status of yeah. being like the, the nobodies, right? The little, yeah, like, you they, know, they, guys they, that you ignore. They were definitely the invisible ones. They were the ones that you never expected to get into any trouble and they were pretty much building their own, you know, they were pretty much building their own little empire, if you speak, under, you know, under under people's noses. Right, right. So the acting, I forget his name. Um, the brother that, that played the main guy, Malcolm, was really good. So was his two friends. I love how they kind of tapped into nerdy stuff, but it was more... It was more like, uh, kind of like risky business or, you, you know, a little bit of revenge of the nerds and also maybe, maybe a tiny drop of fresh or something like that, you know. There where, was definitely where... some boys, you know, there was definitely some boys in the hood, you know, there was definitely some boys in the hood meshed in there between the risky business and the fresh and stuff like yep. that. Now, a quick question for both people. Just to, uh, like, from what I saw in the commercials, this is like a period movie. This is set in the 80s, isn't it? No, no, it's not. no Actually, that's a, that... Go ahead, El Camille. It's set, pre- yo, it's, set, it's, set, it's set in present day, but what makes these kids geeks is that they're, you know, that is that they're um, obsessed with everything 90s. Like, they're obsessed with the 90s culture and stuff. Like, they dress like they're from the 90s. Their bikes are from the 90s. They're not even listening to CDs. They're listening to Walkmans. Oh my god! Okay, that threw me off. They entrenched themselves, themselves into nineties culture. They're dirty hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> They're dirty hipsters. <laughs> and the way the trailer was presented and everything else, it looked like it was like you know, like an eighties nineties movie. I thought that's what, it was going to be like just a long yeah, flash. Because, you know, oh, no, of it. Where they all just wear fedoras in their spare time. Like, even Zoe Kravitz's character, like, she unintentionally was dressed up as a 90s girl. So when you see her, you automatically think of Janet Jackson's role in Poetic Justice and uh, stuff. So, but that's because she was a little bit older, too. So she, yeah, she kind she was, of grew up in the tail end of the 90s. Right. Compared, compared to the kids that were a little bit younger. Right. Um, and, and the funny thing was, there was a moment where... You know, you figure nerds know about the stuff that they love, but one of the one of the more tougher dudes in the film was correcting the nerds when they were talking about '90s rap was the best sure rap. Said there was. was like Mal- yo, Malcolm's character was talking about yeah. like, oh, Public Enemy, like the '90s, yo, the '90s, like music starting off with Public Enemy and ending off with Jay Z's The Blueprint. And but yo before yo before the character could even say it yo before the character could even say anything I was like I get what you're saying but you're wrong but then right. and the thug character was like nah son public enemies 1998 the blueprints 2001 
or whatever. And then the guy's like, yeah, but you know, the blueprint kind of put the exclamation point of what 90s music was. Like it was a good back and forth. It was it, it, it was a it was a hearty dialogue that anybody familiar with 90s hip hop culture would thoroughly enjoy. Yo, son, I'm already on fight. that one. That was about, yeah. <laughs> about the fight now. Like, yeah. wait, wait, what are you talking and, about? And to, and talking about the talking about the 90s rap and the 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 music was great. Like I said, the acting was great. The story was good. Um, re- some really good funny moments. Some pretty good dramatic moments. A couple good yes. dramatic moments kind of uh, uh, spelled out the whole film. The only criticism I got is touching on something that Bison had just said before, where nerds are, where uh, the black community is not monolithic, particularly nerds. Um, I would have liked to see one of the harder edged brothers in the film or sisters whatever i would have liked them to blurt out something about you, you know some nerd you know fandom or something like that something about uh dragon ball z or something you know whatever star trek you know whatever i always hail back to that part in in uh, uh boys in the hood when ice cube is yelling at his boys talking about um He's in the car and he's yelling at his voice talking about who cares. Stars, what's he saying? Planets, stars, quasars. I was like, quasars? Brothers don't, who the heck knows about quasars in the hood? Oh, look at you. Really? Really? That's what you said? <laughs> no, Because you grew I, that, up on the suburbs of, of Jersey. No, no, Us don't get it hood. twisted. Don't get it twisted. That's my, that was my point, that there are brothers that know about Quasars in the hood. And I would like to have just seen a little bit of that in Dope, but it wasn't, it, it, it was nothing. It was, it was my personal thing that I would love to have seen to kind of show you, you know the both sides and who fits where and there's really no you know when it comes to a real person there's really no stereotypes there's they're, they're, they they may have stereotypes about them but they're they are not a stereotype so i would love to have seen that but otherwise i think i gave dope a 4.0 cosmic afros i believe i gave it 4.0 i i I liked it, thought it was funny. Definitely think that uh, I might have even given four two five. I don't know, but I, th- I I think people enjoy it. I think black nerds in particular, but also white nerds, they'll they'll yeah. you know they'll see a, a you know a side that maybe they're not privy to all the time. That's the yeah, yo. That's the other thing in the movie. They had yo that yo. They had the down ass white boy too. Whatever you know, and they had that. Well, you know, he was trying to be down. He was. Well, <laughs> well, was he was he was he Eminem or Vanilla Ice? He wasn't either. <laughs> he wasn't either. He wasn't either. Like he just want yo. He just want like. I mean, they had the N word conversation. Like, why can so and so say the N word, but I can't say the N word or whatever. That was a good and conversation. He, that was, was the three different down. sides of that conversation. Looking at Daniel, he was breaking it down as to why he should or whatever. You know, like he just didn't understand. And like you know, it yo. Needless to say, it was a good conversation. I'm not going to get that deep into it. I really want you guys to see it because. This movie is an instant cult classic. I wish more people would see it. It's a cult classic. It's definitely a cult classic. It's, it's pretty much as good as any of the other uh, nerd films. Maybe not the greatest nerd film, but definitely within that genre, it it, it, it is definitely on the list. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you give it, El Camino? 
I get, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half cosmic afros because of everything that you said, plus the fact that this movie does a great job of bridging the gap between the current generation and I would say, um, you know, our generation, like mine and Toby's generation and stuff. Not that there's that big of a gap to begin with, but the fact that you are able to compare and contrast music and the way that you know that the characters in this movie. Although they're from that, you know, although they had their own thing going on, they were able they were they were able to embrace and love the culture of the '90s generation, similar to like you know how you know a lot of you know cat you know, a lot of cats in the '90s dipped back into the '60s and '70s and started doing mixes on that for their hip hop music. Right. They're pretty much doing right. the same thing. So for that reason, I'm gonna give it four and a half cosmic approach. Dude, I'm about to throw on some third base. <laughs> Yo, and, yo, and not, yo, not, to mention, not to mention, not to mention the dope sound. Yo, the the actual movie soundtrack is pretty good. Like they have like three or four original joints, followed by some like you know homages. You know that you know um, paying homage to like you know Naughty by Nature, Public Enemy, right. A Tribe Called Quest. Right. Like you know the you know, the, the list goes on and on. So you know, for that reason, I'm giving it. I'm hmm. giving it four. I'm giving it four and a half cosmic afros. That's probably why that, that song was one of the Oh my god, that song. Hey, I heard a geek sober. Can I ask a question, Spike? Hey, yes. Why not? I don't want to throw any funk in the game, but you know I got to do that. Every time. <laughs> wow. I think that's why we beam you up. I heard, I read, <laughs> some, I read on some various blogs that there was some people kind of put off by the female interest in the movie like they A, they weren't actresses or B they were all of a certain hmm. did that come across you? <laughs> a certain hue nice. wait a, a certain hue you know what now that you think about it yeah the females in the film were they, they weren't I can't the only dark skin uh, the only brown skin sister was uh, Malcolm's mom other than that, yeah, everybody was pretty light. <laughs> everybody was pretty light. Shame on you, dope. Shame on you. You giving it the gas face? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we don't have to get into it now. Of course, it's late, but um, but it's obvious that. The more darker skin actresses that are out there, the less they get jobs and stuff like that. And there is colorism in Hollywood. Hey, people, guess what? There's colorism in Hollywood. What? They don't have a brown crown? Yeah. <laughs> a crayon? <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, look at look at your crayons and read which one says flesh. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely colorism in Hollywood. And Bison, I, now that you bring it up, I got to say, the, the sisters in there, from the youngest to the, you know, yeah, the three sisters in there were pretty light. Yo, you know what they're doing? They, 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 they slowly, make, you know, pushing them out, you know, because right now, think about it. Who's our top, our top like, actresses of color? They, they're, they're up in age. I don't, but the, 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 come on, we got to... Mix in bringing these young ones, yo. They Hallie and uh, Hallie and Angel Bassett. <laughs> mm. 
couple. <laughs> a couple of more. Oh, man. They're just on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Want to do Ted 2 now, or... Uh... Oh, jeez. We're, uh... We're long. I thought I thought we were gonna be short, M Dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, M Dog, don't little get you. But yo, that that first beginning conversation was mad deep, man. We went in. Yeah, yeah, we went in. Yeah, that we that's that's, that's not your fault at all. Yeah, so just, I, I'm sure we could squeeze a tattoo in a, a few minutes. How about we do this? We do tattoo next week. We'll compare it up to Terminator because you know we're gonna probably be a bit salty about Terminator. So they compare it to Terminator. Yeah, problem. <laughs> Pair it with. So. Yeah, we got a review of a movie we weren't even supposed to do this week, so. Yeah. Well, was Ted too good or not? Did it deserve the weak box office or didn't it? I mean, give us some. I Ted uh, okay. is good if uh, you like Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. And I like I, Seth MacFarlane because I'm a horrible person, uh, but I enjoy it. Of course. <laughs> Well, no, for me, for me, Ted Two basically they sort of took took the same formula from the first one, except it didn't have the same kind of charm that the first one had. First it, one, it, I mean, they also didn't have Mila Kunis. So. Well, okay, well there is that too, but it also, it, you know, they they sort of rehashed a couple of uh, they really rehashed a couple of, of Family Guy jokes. Oh God! They, uh, so I was yeah, the, 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 yeah, the yeah scene was was a rehash, but I liked how they they sort of rehashed it. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, there was a couple of cringeworthy moments in there with some of the black jokes. I have to admit, that was like, oh wow, really? They went there. He he really went there. He, he was following along. He was following along his his normal stick and see how how deep can he go in terms of pissing people off. You know, without actually like starting a riot. I like that running oh. gag about the internet. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was, yeah, the black cocks one that was, that was hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, every yeah, basically the the running gag was every every second link on on the internet on Google was black cocks. So, and anytime they'd pull up Google, <laughs> like when they typed in anything, that's what would come up. <laughs> yeah, black cocks. It's like so. Can't be mad at that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you said no. Oh, right? She's like, no. Oh, man. And, and in, like, the whole civil rights thing, you know, I, I applaud them for attempting it. I, it fell kind of flat. It kind of, kind of fell flat, though. Ooh. So, wait. Part of like that is because they, like, that plot was only, like, the first, like, you know, half of the movie, if that. No, anyway. because they tried it. Because when they when they got to Morgan Freeman's character, it was still sort of along the same lines. Yeah, and like I mean, because they dropped it like about halfway through and did like a bunch of other stuff, and then they uh, like got back Picked to it back it. up. Yeah. yeah, no, like the, the the best joke out of the movie though was the whole golem joke with uh, Amanda Seyfried's uh, character. No, my favorite joke was honestly the uh, Michael Dorn and Patrick Warburton team up. Well, Michael Dorn, huh? Michael Dorn. Yeah, Michael Dorn was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You just, I thought you said Michael Jordan. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that actually would have been funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically, yeah, basically, Michael Dorn was uh, was uh, uh, Patrick Warburton's uh, new boyfriend, and they were yeah, they were gonna get married and everything. And at the end of the movie, they have the 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 end scene was all in. Uh, it was at, in New York, New York, New York Comic Con, and basically they were dressed up as characters oh, that they play. So basically, Patrick Warburton was dressed up as the Dick, 
and I, and, I, and, I, and I, Michael Doran was dressed up as Worf. It was a really bad. <laughs> that was so it was hilarious. Yeah. Like really, really put together Worf costume. But Tra- Patrick Warburton had this uh, tick costume that exe- accentuated a certain area, and it was just hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, it was. I'm, I'm gonna just read out of the, <laughs> the text. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, arcs on this one. Um, we're saying that uh, Terminator Seth, <laughs> that Seth pulls from the um, Tarantino playbook, uh, and I think he does in the comic you know, comic so, world. He is yeah. so, basically so, self. Right. That, that's Seth Marlin. He's so self congratulatory. Like the entire movie is basically him doing his dream movie like because he had a broadway number in there and everything else like yeah like, at the beginning like yeah that is special he had he, he was using western didn't work family guy <laughs> pretty sure it was the same orchestra it's like you could hear like the same musical cues they've used in family guy at the time and yeah. like he loves his orchestras he loves his big band music oh he when was, he hosts like award shows and all that yeah just him being him he was song he did a dance number but he did not do a song yeah. Somebody bring back Mel Brooks, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah, stop the copycats because you're not doing it right. Like, uh, he's not no. Mel Brooks, though. He's well, just not doing copy. But yeah. The, yeah. But the, no, the, the type of comedy is just. It, it's, I mean, that, like, I mean, I know that's what Seth MacFarlane's end goal is just to do a lavish Broadway production. Like, that's his end goal. I mean, that's probably his dream. I mean, considering Maybe how- he should. Maybe after Family Guy, he should just move. You know, over to Broadway and just do. Well, he's serious. you know what he's doing. He's basically doing. Uh, he's doing a tour. He's doing a tour, singing uh, Frank Sinatra songs all over uh, the United States now. Like he's Night City yeah, tour. Wait, is that is this serious? Is it, is yeah, no, no, he's, he's actually doing that. Like, no, he's actually doing that. He's not making fun. The writer's strike. He did his uh, Seth MacFarlane tour where he goes around and sings and does like uh, everything. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, the man with too much yeah, no, it, I, I have to admit though the the opening scene after the after the uh, you know the credits is the best part of the movie. <laughs> the the uh, white trash scene is just hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, it's just like it, it's they them throwing at it at you know Tammy Lynn and Ted thrown down and like ready to go at each other. Oh god. Oh, that was great. And the, yeah, they did Family Guy jokes all over the place. Like, if you've seen Family Guy, you've seen this yeah. movie, basically. Yeah, well, the hashtag joke was hilarious, too. It's the hashtag, grr, Mondays. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with Ted with the, with the penis-shaped bong, that was hilarious, too. So. Oh, God, that was hilarious. Yeah, they're, 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 overall, it was a hilarious movie. Did it live up to the first Ted? No. No, not at all. It but, didn't have the charm of the first movie. Yeah, it and, didn't have it didn't have the, the the charm the first one did, but it was still pretty damn funny. Yeah, so, I mean it's a movie. If you're a Seth MacFarlane fan, you'd love this movie. Everyone else, uh, maybe not so much. Cosmic Afro. I'm gonna give it just because all these jokes are rehashes. Even though he pushed it because the R rating, he got away with a lot more. I'll give it a firm free. Ooh, yeah, for free. Yep. It has some middle of the road. Yeah, and I, I give it a three also. That's low. No, that it's was, I liked it. I liked it. It's just it, the original. You know, was, for that, I, I didn't even expect that much. I'm hey, look, anything for me, anything below a three, I didn't really like it. <laughs> well, I I've sort of revamped my rating system now, so like. Man, okay is 2.5. Everything above that is 
Yeah, I like it. Everything below that is like, give, I don't give a shit. So. Like, to me, I say, if I say a three, I'm saying, hey, at least go see it and give it a yeah. chance. It's a, yeah. it's a watch. Like, it's like a watch. Go see a matinee. Don't pay full price for it. Go see the matinee. Wow. Especially don't see it in 3D. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it was in 3D, was it? It shouldn't be, but everything's in 3D nowadays. Who's watching? Who plans on watching Terminator Genesis in 3D? Not at all. Oh, nope. you, in 3D? Yeah, no. No, don't do it. No. Don't do it. No need. See, okay. And this is what I was saying before. When there was all this hype about 3D being put out there, I, I just knew it was going to be garbage show movies being put out in 3D mm-hmm. for no damn reason. Nobody wants to listen to me. You can go back a few, like, um, some episodes back, way back. Start at the beginning, listen to Geek Soul Brother all the way through. People follow. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, And I got to have special mention for Mark Wahlberg's horrible Boston accent that he is able to pull out for this movie. <laughs> I, from Boston. Oh, he, he, he is from, wait, he, wait, wait, he is from Boston, though. No, but like it, he's gotta be. It wasn't the Boston Wait. jail accent. It was the Boston yeah, street but, accent. Yeah, he doesn't. Have, he's from Boston, but he doesn't have the accent. Yeah, it's that obnoxious Boston accent. He gets it down so well. I mean, he's from there. I get that, but I just love his obnoxious Boston accent. He's giving it. People have a bad accent. <laughs> you want to give it a point one for his accent? Okay, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> okay, and uh, unless you want to talk, his Boston accent. There you go. Moving on. Yeah, what else we got? Uh, Humans. I think we're uh... humans. <laughs> okay, Mister Backseat Hosting. Do you want to host? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. He wants to poke you in the shoulder and say, "Turn left." So turn left. Come on now. Yeah. Talk about. Did you see humans? What else I didn't see humans. I, I did. Watched... I've watched the last couple episodes of True Detective. Hey, don't yo, don't talk about episode two. I haven't seen it yet, man. I have not. Talk about it. Talk about it. No, no, I've talk- not watched. I have not watched humans either. I, I Battlebots was in the way, so I watch yo, I, yo, I watched humans. Uh, Battlebots aired before humans. You have no excuse. No, it was in a nine. No, humans was on a ten. Yeah, no, humans it was on a nine. Okay. It's on a ten in America where it matters. All right, <laughs> humans comes on twice. It's AMC. It came on twice. Yeah. Anyway, humans wasn't bad. Uh, they're definitely going to deal with some issues of robots as slaves, uh, analogous to slaves, you know, you know, people of ethnicity as slaves and different, you know, different whatever as slaves. Um, William Hurt is in it, and that's a big plus for me. He's like, I'm, I'm feeling that. Was a boring actor ever. No, I like William Hurt, and I just watched my DVD of uh, Alter States the other the other week. So I'm all about William Hurt right now. But Humans is worth a watch. It's definitely it's definitely going to be interesting. And I told you guys over and over again that there's a Swedish show called Real Humans. You should check it out. You should check it out. I did I check it out. I was bored as hell. <laughs> I even met, yeah, you were right, but you don't, yeah, we can't go by what you get bored by. Um, yeah, so I said to check out Real Humans, and to, to private's credit, it does take a second to get into, but 
they deal with a lot of issues, issues that I think we're going to be dealing with within the next 20, 30 years, Mm. you know. And this AMC Humans is, it looks like it just put a nice little polish on top of the Swedish. I think the Swedish might have a little bit more, they took their time telling the story, so it might have a little more substance. But this Inhumans, uh, this Humans put a little bit more polish on what the Swedish uh, uh, I, I got version say, was. One thing I really liked about Humans, I liked how, like, you know, the, uh, what are they called? Androids or Simps or what do they call them? Simpsons. Yeah. Like the way that like, yeah, I mean, they were human actors and everything, but like they like, however they did the makeup, like you could tell there was like a quirk with them or whatever, that they weren't like, you know, the human act characters in the show that they were the simps. It's yeah. Not, like they have a smoothness to them. I guess that's the best way I can see that. Hmm. <laughs> They do, and I, I think they do something with their hair, like they did in the Swedish version. It's yeah, they, they definitely make up face just a little bit. It's not like an overly cake, like you know, Data from Star Trek makeup. Right. Like, it's, right. it's like it's his name from uh, oh, what's that movie? Ridley Scott, Prometheus. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, like the him. movie of a lifetime. Just yeah. the makeup. Just the makeup. Well, don't they have like the, right. like tech lenses that make their look blue? Eyes look really weird. Yeah. yeah. They all have green eyes. That's the other way you can tell what a, who a simp is. Yeah. Just like uh, in uh, Blade Runner, where they all had yellow eyes. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Including Decker, because he's a replica. <laughs> yeah, so that is, it's worth watching. If you guys want to catch up to it, it's definitely yeah, worth it's watching. It's interesting. I mean, episode one, I really wish they would have shown like a double. That's like a problem I have with a lot of pilots. They should show two episodes back to back so you can see what it's mm-hmm. all about. How long is it? An hour it's an hour-long show. No, but like uh, a lot, I think that's a fatal flaw for a lot of pilots. It's like they don't really give you like an idea of what the show is, so like you're not really sure if you want to come back. If they showed two episodes, so you can see what a regular episode looks like. The pilot, you'd be more inclined to come back. Gotcha. I mean, you lose something in the tail end, though. That's the problem. I mean, instead of like you know, twelve weeks, you'd have eleven weeks of the show. Well, I think this is. Maybe only eight episodes. Yeah, so. it's a short run, I want to say. Cause, I mean, like, you know, at the British production anyways. So. Yeah, British shows usually don't have that many episodes. Hmm. Well, I can't wait. I, knowing the Swedish one, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. They they did a little bit different, so um, I'm interested. I'll stick, I'll stick around for another episode. <laughs> now, is anybody, uh, anybody watching or did watch uh, Scream on MTV? It came out tonight. I'm gonna catch it tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, I. The reason I even know is because I saw like an ad earlier today. Oh I'll check it out tomorrow. Just, I'm curious. So we want you know Team Wolf is back on, right? Yo, whatever, man. Yeah. Don't don't punch me. Don't harm me. Whatever. You know, kid. No, not you. You got my back. We good. It's like MTV realized. RT Man, are you all about that Team Wolf and the shirtless wonders that uh, pervade the show? No, no, I can't get into it. When I think of Team Wolf, I think of Michael J. Fox. Like, so I, uh, <laughs> hey, man. I'm, but I'm just saying, I, I mean, I, I put it like this. This is one of those shows that everybody got one, so don't say you don't. This is one of those shows I didn't think I would get into, but I did love the Michael J. Fox one. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to watch it. And then I just got caught. 
just I, that, was, that was it. It was just so I'm stuck. All right, so I'm sorry. I'm Word, are we five seasons in, dog? Word, <laughs> word. <laughs> Rolling hard. Ow. What? How has this been on five years? <laughs> Don't know. Because it's not that bad. You just gotta get trapped into it. Look into the wolf's eyes. Look into his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what it is, Toby Wan. They not alphas, yo. They mm-hmm. not. They want to see. Not at all. Not at all. Not even betas. <laughs> these, these, these Negroes, man. <laughs> not alphas, man. True, dog. True, dog. Getting, getting into friggin' Team Wolf that definitely has. <laughs> Definitely has some homoerotica in it for uh, these guys in here, man. That's hilarious, yo. That's funny. Hey, hey, look. Well, the Soul Brother and the Nerdy Venoms gives Team Wolf stamp of approval. Definitely. Yes, sir. Oh, it's almost it's it's almost time for my uh, my carriage to turn back into a pumpkin. So if I if I blank out, it's because this stupid phone cuts out at 12 o'clock. Catch your mice <laughs> or your horses. You just make sure somebody's phone. Your, phone. your phone does last call on you. Uh, <laughs> it really does. Not even, it doesn't even yell out last call. It's just like over. It just cuts out lights. So you just make sure His you phone make sure drops you, the mic. Yo, just make sure somebody's designated to carry your glass sipper or glass sipper. <laughs> uh, hey, I've, I've had a designation for... I've had designation for the last 28 years. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm the only one. So I'm the only one who watched uh, True Detective this week. Or yeah, yeah. I try and watch yeah, no yeah, True Detective. Yep. Yeah, yo. So far, yes, you are. I'm watching it as soon as I get off the podcast. <laughs> you yeah, got yeah. backup for next week. Yeah, you got backup for next week. Ay, ay, ay. It's bad. It's oh, it's bad. bad. I'm not, yo. All right, whatever. I, I, I'm watching after I get off the podcast. It's bad, but El Camino's going to like it, and you two are going to be back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there's Killjoys, and but yeah, Killjoys was nothing yes. special to write home about, but it was still enjoyable. No, it was highly. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, what's it called? The other show, Dark Matters, actually got better somehow. I like tension last week's episode. It's called good writing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all of a sudden. They just wrote a better show. (laughs) Better episode. It's like, okay, they found their groove. (laughs) Oh, shout out to Joseph uh, uh, Mazzola, I believe his name is, that, you know, he helmed Stargate. Um, Atlantis, and he's doing Dark Matters. We're kind of going back and forth a little bit on Twitter in a good way. You know, just joking back and forth and whatnot. So, uh, really cool dude, man. Hopefully, uh, when he's not so busy, hopefully I can get him on the show one day and talk about um, talk about his uh, writing and stuff and the show running. Yeah. All right, then, dog. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think we covered everything. Actually, we're good. Like we always do. The world yeah. is safe. Apparently, we did board. have enough stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> and we were concerned we didn't, but somehow we did. We doubt ourselves all the time. That's what we do. Can I? Uh, can I? Uh, can I enlighten you guys about something? You're nerds. 
you're always going to have something to talk about. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Wait, you're a geek? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, that would that make a difference. That, that seems like I have, like, no teeth. Yeah. Well, that's not going on. Why would you? Anyway. Sorry, <laughs> then, All right. I think that's it. We're all uh, done with the call. Thank you very much, everyone, for coming by. And y'all have a good night and a good tomorrow. Why do you sound like you're like masturbating in the bathroom? I mean, seriously. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, honestly, that was that was really really out there, and and even if he was, that's that's how you sound. That, yeah, he's you, just like so quiet, like he's hiding something, like he's whoa, got some what? magazine and then <laughs> near the end. I cool, but I'm expecting to have more fun than what just happened. Like. <laughs> Like the He's night's quiet. Down people, you know, How I'm... did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> he is quiet and very distracted. Very distracted. Uh, very <laughs> extremely distracted. El Camino just wants to go on record that he does not approve of the private statement. Not cool. Not cool at all. Even if it was, even if it was directed towards them dogs, that is not how you win the podcast. <laughs> So, so, what are you trying to say exactly? Are you condoning his actions? I'm not condoning his actions. I'm not condoning that he did it either. But you're you're, you're very inquisitive when it comes to what things sound oh, like. I'm just like stop, oh, stop hey, that. listen, listen. I only I I'm observant. That's the problem. I, I'm I'm observant. I only call them as I see them. That's it. Oh, you see him? Hey, oh, <laughs> or in this case, you heard in him. The bathroom. What are you doing? Why are you in the same house? What's going on? Okay. I thought you could only see Russia from your house. Apparently, you can see M-Dog taking care of his business, too. <laughs> He's the all-seeing panda. Wait a second. Let me put clothes on. Are you looking at me now? I am like I'm Superman. <laughs> I'm super panda. But your podcast is a sausage fest. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.